0: In today's show, we're recapping a record-breaking day in the NBA. The other three games, or sorry, the other two games, including Steph Curry's big, um, big moment. That's, I don't know how else I can say it. It's all coming up. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. As always, at Redrock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at LockedOnFantasyBasketball, Basketball. This episode of Locked On Fantasy Basketball is brought to you by Truebill. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for the subscriptions that you don't want or need and can even negotiate better deals on the ones that you want to keep. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. There's only three games on today. We're going to talk about those. Some big, big names out in the COVID protocols. I'm going to talk about that. Let's talk about it right now. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Oh, Giannis. Oh. He's out. He's in the COVID protocols. He is joined by teammate Wes Matthews. He is also joined by returning from injury teammate, the big Ragu, Dante DiVincenzo. Chris Middleton, We he might play with that knee problem. He's listed as questionable. That's obviously huge to have Giannis out. Um, You go and add Pat Connaughton. If he's available, you add um, Grayson Allen with both of those guys out, and then maybe Middleton out. Rodney Hood for deeper leagues. Thanasis Antetokounmpo for deeper leagues. DeMarcus Cousins is also out. Um, Yeah, not great. And then in Brooklyn, everyone's out. Well, not everyone. Eight players aren't out, and they're the eight players who played today. But James Harden, the big name there in the COVID protocols, along with LaMarcus Aldridge, Um, Bruce Brown's in there. A whole bunch of blokes with a lot of rookies contributing today for them with all those players. We'll talk about that in a sec. Rashawn Holmes is doubtful for tomorrow with that eye injury. So he's likely to miss the third straight, fourth straight game actually with that eye injury. So that's more value for Bagley, more value for Len, more value for um, Metu, Tristan Thompson. Not to say that they're 12-team league guys because they really aren't, but they all do get a boost in value with uh, Holmes unlikely to play. LaMelo Ball is close to returning for the Hornets, but he will remain out while Jalen McDaniels will return. And um, Mason Plumlee is questionable to return coming back from COVID. So you'd imagine LaMelo will be back on Friday. Uh, Ish could be back on Friday as well. And then if Plumlee misses today, you would expect him to return. Or, not, or today, Wednesday, sorry. If Plumlee misses Wednesday, you'd expect that he comes back on Friday. Lou Dort also out for the Thunder. Some other interesting news um, regarding Serge Ibaka. He was originally listed out for personal reasons, and then there was a report saying that he was a close contact of COVID, and then some internet sleuthing saw that someone had tweeted something about Serge Ibaka getting traded, and Serge liked that tweet. Don't know if that means anything, but of course, December 15th is the day that those signed free agents can be dealt, so it opens up a larger percentage of player pool in the NBA. That can be traded. Whether Serge ends up going in the next couple of days, I've got no idea whether he gets traded at all. I don't know. I know that he's not in the rotation for the Clippers at the moment, but that is something to watch. I don't think that he's going to become a 12-team league player or anything along those lines. It is just worth mentioning that there is maybe a chance that Serge Barker does get dealt within the next couple of days. Just keep an eye on that as we move forward. Let's look at the top ads in fantasy leagues over the last 24 hours. We'll start with Cameron Johnson, who went up 25%. Again, that's largely streaming for today. Larry Nance went up 21%. That's streaming for today, but also the fact that he is starting. He is worth holding on to. And look at that. Kyrie Irving up 17%. People are really buying in that Kyrie is going to get vaccinated and start playing. I'm not that convinced that it's that close to happening. Even if he got vaccinated literally today, it would need to be at least two weeks before he's available to play. Um, I don't mind adding him and seeing what happens over the next couple of weeks. If you've got a roster spot to burn and you can deal with zeros for like a month, that might be what you have to do. But if he is there, you grab him and see what happens. Whiteside up 11%. I honestly just do not believe that that is a 12-team league situation. Okoro up 11%. That's worth trying. Luke Kennard up 11% with Paul George and Nick Batum. Both questionable tomorrow. Yeah, he's been playing really well. He's worth grabbing. Nasir Little up 10%. He's starting for CJ. He's worth an ad, and especially with the value of uh, or how the game, how the game was, uh, or the, the fact how the game was, the fact that the game was played today that did um, boost the Little's value. But I, I don't mind Little as not really necessarily a long-term twelve-team league player, but at least a shortish-term twelve-team league player. We don't have any update on when um, C J is coming back yet. Frank Jackson up nine eh, percent, not really, and Javale McGee up nine percent. Fine, but eight in return today, so McGee's value is going to drop in that situation. The Speaking of drops, the top drop player is Terrence Davis. Not there. If he goes back to starting and playing 28 a night, then you add him. Don't need to hold on to him. Um, Dennis Smith down 12%. Clear, clear drop. Gary Harris down 9%. He's a streamer only. Dougie McDirt down 9 Deeper leagues. Chris Duarte down 7. I oh, have no problem with dropping him in 12 team leagues. Uh, Malik Monk down six. Now, with Taylor Horton Tucker out, maybe Monk gets a boost, but it's been Austin Reeves playing more than him, so don't get too excited there. Um, Michael Porter down six percent. I don't know why people are still holding on, but apparently a whole bunch of people decided to drop him yesterday. The depressed penis, Sadiq Bey down six percent. Absolutely fine. And Duncan Robinson down six. I don't know why people, again, just deciding to bite the bullet right now on Duncan Robinson when he's been a drop since about week two. But I tell you what, it's not a drop. In fact, it's a massive Big, big ad, and that is Stance. I love Stance socks. I hate socks in general. I don't like wearing them because they're uncomfortable. That's not the problem with Stance because Stance is awesome. They are super comfortable on your feet, whether it's just for fashion or for athletic uh, adventures. Stance feels really, really comfortable, and they look great as well. They have unbelievable um, designs and patterns on these socks. You're not going to believe it until you actually try how comfortable these socks are. Founded in 2009, Stance Apparel represents a radical reinvention of socks, underwear, and active apparel with a sharp focus on comfort, quality, and creativity. Stance brings an atypical aesthetic alongside some of pop culture's hottest collaborators for the ultimate in style and self-expression, because everything you wear should be a direct extension of who you are and how you feel. You want Star Wars socks? Bang, Stance has got them. The Office? There you go, why not? Bob Marley, Wu-Tang Clan, Batman, baseball, the NBA. Stance has all of those collaborators, and you can get great design socks that are unbelievably comfortable. Stance believes that the perfect fit matters more than fitting in and that those that feel good do good. So go see for yourself. Register for an account at stance.com and get 15% off your first purchase. Use promo code LOCKEDON at checkout to apply. Enjoy the color and comfort of a life less ordinary with Stance. Okay, let's go on to the recaps. First game, Toronto, Brooklyn. The Nets obviously undermanned and getting a huge, huge win here in overtime. They only had eight players available. Let's look at Toronto, who of course had their own players out. Ananobi, Achua, and Birch were all out of this one, as was Delano Banton. Fred Van Vliet played 47 minutes. That is ridiculous. 31 points, six triples, nine assists, and two steals, including the game-tying three. Uh, Big numbers again from Fred, while Gary Trent dropped 25 with six threes and three steals. All these guys are playing so many minutes. You could say all, uh, almost all of them, apart from Van Vliet and Siakam, are sell highs, I, I would say, just because of these minutes. And, and even that 47 for Van Vliet is obviously very high. Scotland Barnes had a great double-double. I thought he played fantastically. I thought he was great in this game. 23-12. and 12. The volume of threes that he's taking is super impressive. He is hitting them at a rate which is probably going to drop three or five here, but 23-12 and 12 with five assists. Yesterday, he had five blocks. Today, he had, he had no defensive stats at all. He got to the line eight times. He looked great. 43 fantasy points. He was fantastic. But my point still stands on Barnes is that when these other guys come back, Ananobi, Achua, and Birch, he's going to lose three minutes. He's probably going to lose defensive stats. He's going to lose usage. And it's going to make him drop. But unless you're getting a high-value player back in a deal, you don't trade him. You ride it out. But that's the case with any sort of sell high. Unless you're getting someone that's close to what he's doing now to that peak, enjoy it and drop off. That's it. That's how all this shit works. A sell high is not a sell high at any cost. A sell high is not a must sell. That's a better phrasing. Um, Siakam, 25 and 6. Just really solid numbers from Pascal. He hasn't really hit his groove yet. He's, what, 76th this season? I think he can get into the top 50 pretty comfortably. He just hasn't hit it. While in an overtime game with everyone out, we only got 32 minutes from the wiki, and it was disappointing for Boucher. 9 and 9 with two blocks. He is rostered almost in every league now. Not you know, not in your basic leagues or you know, inactive leagues, of course, but in the ones that are actually active. He's rostered basically universally. And that's totally fine as a streamer, but there is no chance of this sticking as we move forward. No chance. He's not good enough. And there are three players out who are going to cut into his minutes. Watanabe, I thought, played all right as well. Five points, five rebounds, three blocks. Didn't shoot well, but good numbers. And then nothing nothing else from nobody. Justin Champagne, uh, six points in 11 minutes. Svee played nine minutes. And Malachi Flynn played seven minutes. They just didn't use the bench at all. They had those four guys play every minute possible, basically and then a bunch of spuds fill out the rest. Now For the Nets, they were without Aldridge, Harden, Irving, Harris, Brown, Johnson, Benbury, Millsap, and Carter. Eight players available. And we didn't know whether Kevin Durant would play. He played 48 minutes, had a 34, 13, and 11 triple-double, shot 41%, but unbelievable stuff. 65 fantasy points. He's the number two overall player this year. He continues to be absolutely outstanding. And then Pat Mills was also great. 30.7 triples. I thought he was excellent in the fourth quarter and overtime. Um, He's playing at a really high level also. I don't think he's going to remain 12-team all season. But while Harris and now Harden are out, there's a lot of value there. Nicky Claxton started. um, 26 minutes only, 16-7. It was Blake Griffin who got the majority of the minutes there. 31 minutes. Griffin also started. 13-5-6 with two steals. Claxton's a 12-team streamer. Griffin's probably a 14-team streamer. I actually don't hate streaming Kessler Edwards as well. I talked about on the pregame show that I like him as a player and I'm excited to see what he can do. 17 and 10 with three threes and two steals. I thought it was a steal that he went in the second round where he did. There's a real opportunity for Edwards to, um, to help 12 team leagues. Three more games this week. Good stuff. Um, David Duke. What should I change? He's the one who sucks. Yeah. 10 and 13 for Duke. Two steals, two blocks. He's very much Bruce Brown. Can't shoot. 31%. But grabs the rebounds and plays really good defense. Again, while we're looking to stream guys short-term, he's solid in a 14-team league ad for a stream. It was disappointing from Cam Thomas. Only f- uh, 22 minutes and four points. Outplayed by Duke. Outplayed by Edwards. That doesn't have to be the case every game. And I, don't, I think he still needs to be a 14-team streamer, Thomas. He should be better than this. Well, Dayron Sharp had seven and seven. That rebound rate from Sharp was one of the main reasons he was drafted in the first round. It was there in college, and we saw it again. He had a big offensive rebound rate as well. Seven rebounds in 13 minutes is fantastic for Sharpie. So just watch him in deepest, especially if Claxton gets into any foul trouble or manages to get hurt, or if he gets hurt, they're works, anyway, they don't have enough players. But they can sign some hardship guys. So I imagine, though, you'll get some uh, hardship guys come in to the rotation for the next couple of games for the Brooklyn Nets. Let's look at the next game. And this was the one that broke the record. Steph Curry gets it done. Um, 105 over the Knicks 96. We'll talk about the Knicks in a second. They're shocking. But Curry gets the record. Most three-pointers ever. It's an amazing feat. He's done it, obviously, in so few games. He's literally the best shooter ever. He's a top-ten player of all time. He has changed the game of basketball. He's amazing. I don't know what more to say about him. But actually, I'll say this. He's struggling a little bit at the moment. Like, he just looks tired. They have a back-to-back at the end of this week. I don't think he plays both games. To show the amount that he's struggling over the last two weeks in fantasy, he's the 45th-ranked player. 22 points with five threes, a steal and a block. High volume, but the efficiency is well down. Draymond had eight points, but a steal, three blocks, 11 rebounds, and seven assists. Remember yesterday, he had all this scoring with no defense? Well, it flipped back in this game. And then Jordy Poole struggled with 27% shooting, but 19 and 9, but an amazing 13 of 13 from the line. Now, someone asked me during today's game whether Jordan Poole was a drop. If I get that question, that means that he's a buy low. And I don't know what happens when Clay Thompson returns, but I'm not dropping him. And if someone's wanting to drop him now, that might be out of mean you get him at a bit of a discount. With Otto Porter out, Bielica played 17 minutes, 14 points and four threes. And Looney had four and five. And Wiggins, 18 and six, with some pretty rough free throws, shoot, shooting a three of six from the line for Wiggins. Wiggins is like, all right. He's 96 this season, 126 over the last two weeks. Just sort of fine. Like He's all right. That's as best as I can describe it. Damian Lee's in a gigantic slump at the moment. Seven points. Can't get anything cracking. He's only a deep league guy. And there's not a huge amount of excitement there on this Warriors team from a fantasy point of view. But on the Knicks, man, there's a lot of shitfulness going on with this squad at the moment. Let's look at the double royal, Julius Randle. He's sort of getting back on track now. 46 points. Fantasy points, that is. and 31-7 with five triples and two steals. Six of six from the line. That's great. They were without Barrett. And then his replacement, Quentin Grimes, was out, and then Obi Toppin's out. They still didn't play Kemba Walker. They started Derek Rose, who had 15, 4, and 6. He's a must roster player. Nurland's Noel, only three points, but you're rostering Noel to get one steal and three blocks, and that's exactly what he did. So if you need those stats, you have him, and then when he misses a game, you drop him. That's where I am with him. Very disappointed from quickly to only play 22 minutes. He had 12 points, he took 12 shots, um, and the fact that he's not getting big minutes is pretty frustrating. I think he's more of a 12-team streamer than a must-hold, but I'm also holding um, Alec Burks. Alec Burks. 39 minutes, that's my key indicator there. Now, 14 points on 15 shots is obviously dreadful. Four assists, two threes. It's not a great line, but the fact that he's playing that much and shooting that poorly gives me confidence that he's going to get better, and he is a 12-team league player in my opinion. If you want to stream someone, you can look at the fort. Kevin Knox, nine points with seven rebounds in 20 minutes. That's because Grimes and Barrett were out. Don't get too excited long-term. And unfortunately, Mitch Robinson's not going to take it from here. And Mitch Robinson says, I'll take it from here. He can say what he wants. He wants, but he's not. Two points in 14 minutes, he's a drop to me. While Yvonne Fournier, the diseased scrotum, is also a drop. Two points, 29 minutes, you can get him out of here. In fact, just, for, um, just for, to punctuate it, Jack Armstrong, what do you reckon? Get that garbage out of here! Yeah, kids, cover your ears. Get him the fuck out of here. He can go, he's been shocking. All season. Um, I reckon I'm going to do one podcast where at the start of it, it's just going to be kids carve your ears and we're just going to do volleys of F-bombs. Maybe other stuff. We'll see. It might go, might get loose. Actually, I don't want YouTube to ban me. Maybe we'll do it on another medium. But yeah, Fournier can get out of here. He's been uh, trash pretty much all season, which you know, is not is not great for him or for anybody else that's involved with the Knicks. But if you want to bet on Yvonne Fournier being trash, Bet Online has you covered for all those props, odds, lines than ever before as Fournier marches towards irrelevancy and football season marches towards the playoffs. Betterline is your number one spot for all of your sports action this season. Just head to that new updated desktop or mobile website. Stop Googling Fournier. Just go there, sign up today, use our promo code LOCKEDON and get a 50% welcome bonus from basketball, football, the NHL, boxing, UFC and right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all of the great offers for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. BetOnline is where the game starts. It's Christmas time. Ho, ho, ho and all that bullshit. That just means that it's time for you to load up on Bilba. Do you have to stomach singing Christmas carols? Bilpa, there's your energy Do you have to go to a family member's house who you hate? Bilpa, there's your answer. Do you need to go to the malls to get presents for little Bobby cause the little bastard just won't stop bugging you. Bilpa, it's the answer to everything in fact, we want delicious treats that are healthy for us. Bilpa's the answer. So go to Bilt.com, browse the remarkable array of flavors as long as Santa hasn't bought them all out because he's got a huge shopping list to fulfill for all of the kids who want Bilbars. Get your favorite flavor, but use the code LOCKED15. It's L O C K E D15, and that will save you 15%. So load up on Built Bars. Make sure your pantry is stocked with Built this holiday season. Built Bar, built different. All right, so let's go on to that last game. Overtime for the second time today. The Suns get the win on the road over the Blazers, 111 107. Chris Paul was amazing in this game, 24 8 and 14 with three steals. He continues to play at an extraordinarily high level this season, while well, DeAndre Ayton in his first game back from illness played 45 minutes, 28-13, and 13, 71 from the line, just a huge performance. Now, prior to this, he was the 100th ranked player over the last two weeks, so he had been struggling. Let's hope, and what he'd seen, we'd hope that we'd saw a little bit extra aggression for him with Booker out, by the way, Booker looks like he's going to be out for one more week. Um... And he hadn't really shown that extra aggression, Aiton, but he did in this game. Cameron Payne, also great. 34 minutes, 17 points, 5 assists and a steal. Cameron Payne has some nice 14-team league value, maybe even 12 as a stream option on days like this, while Cam Johnson remains a 12-team league guy while Booker is out. 12 points, 4 threes and 8 rebounds. And I'm going to tell you right now, Landry Schammett, no offense to the bloke, he's not a good NBA player. And I think teams get suckered into this all the time. Yeah, the Sixers had him. The Clippers had him. The Nets had him. The Suns had him. People keep giving him chances. The Suns gave him kids, cover him, a fucking contract extension. What are you doing? He's not good. We're starting him now with Booker out. People in fantasy give him chances all the time. He's not good. He's just, I don't know how to say it any better than this. He's not good. Seven points in 23 minutes. Don't worry about him for leagues. Not a great Mikhail Bridges night. Eight points, two threes with a steal. He's obviously going to be better than this most nights, but he's not really at his peak. While uh, Jay Crowder had 11 in 38 minutes. On to the Blazers. Interesting stuff with their rotation. Larry Nance starts, but now plays fewer minutes than Robert Covington. 28 minutes, while Covington played 36. Now, Covington yesterday went absolutely bananas with the defensive stats. In this game, he played 36 minutes. Eight and seven with a block and two triples. Now, if he's going to play 30, let's say 31 minutes a night, then that does make him a 12-team league guy. Just after you're ready to get rid of him, he moves to the bench. You go, oh, it's finished now. And they go, you know what? Let's fire him up. Nothing makes sense. Chauncey Billups is a terrible coach. Um, but this is what's happening with Covington. So, take a take a crack at it. I'm willing to give Larry Nance a little bit of time. Not much, though. 28 minutes, 9, 8, and 4 with three steals. The three steals are good. But if you're starting and playing like 27 minutes a night and you're already a low-volume player, uh, yeah, I'm not sure it's going to be must-roster. It is for now. You've got to grab him and you've got to hold him. And let's see what happens. It's not looking great. Lillard played 47 minutes. 31 points, 10 assists, 5 triples. Looks great on the surface, but again, just a horrendous shooting night from Lillard, who's now the 150th ranked player over the last two weeks. He is 32nd for the season, so he's jumped up a lot from where he was, but the shooting numbers still are rough, 36%, but taking so many shots that it is translating into volume. 31 shots here. Nurkic. Any bullshit that Nurkic can't play big minutes because he gets gassed, he's too tired, he's not in shape, is a pile of crap. 39 minutes, 17, 13, and 5. Right? So those games where he plays 24 minutes, oh, mate, he can't even move. It's bullshit. It's a coaching decision. And sometimes the coaching decision is correct. Sometimes it's horseshit. But it's at least we know now that it's nothing to do with fatigue. That's garbage. 17, 13, and 5 for Nurk. Can't block shots anymore, apparently. Don't know why, but just can't do it. But otherwise, the counting stats are good. Powell had 23 and 6 with two steals. And um, Anthony Simons, a lot of minutes. He is worth a 12-team grab, but when he shoots like this, of course, eight points on 23%, that's rough. And Nasir Little starting, but I think if you added him in 12s, it was worth a crack. You take the flyer on that. We saw him have, a, what, a 16-6 and six game the other day in just a half. You go, all right, that's pretty interesting. But he's only going to play 23 minutes. That's basically a bench role masquerading as a starter. Um, yeah, I don't think it's going to be worth it. Three and five in those 24 minutes for Nasir Little. Let's look at the, uh, the lines of the night now. The monstrous line of the night is Kevin Durant. The waiver wire line of the night goes to Kessler Edwards, who does have some short-term stream value for maybe even 12-team leagues with the absences in Brooklyn. The young gun of the night is Scotland Barnes. He was great again. And the dud of the night is the guy that you can drop his ass everywhere. That is the diseased scrotum of Arne Fournier. The top 10 players today, we're looking at Durant, followed by Fred Van Vliet, Chris Paul, Julius Randle, DeAndre Ayton, Draymond Green, Damian Lillard, Gary Trent Jr., Pat Mills, and Scott Barnes. Your top 10 guys rostered in under 50% of leagues. Edwards, streamer. Griffin, streamer. Uh, David Duke Jr. What should I change? He's the one who sucks. Um... Yeah, maybe a 14-team streamer. Nick Clarkson, 12-team streamer. Yuta Watanabe, watch him. up not interested. Kevin Knox, yeah, 14-to-16-team league. Campaign, 12-team streamer, 14-team streamer, probably more likely. Emmanuel Quickly, 14 teams. And Tone Snell, no. Um, onto points leagues, the top 10 players today. We've got Kevin Durant at one, followed by Paul Van Vliet, Lillard, Randall, Trent, Ayton, Barnes, Duke, and Draymond. That will do it for today's show, guys. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. Give me a thumbs up. Leave your comments down below, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.